the Podcasters Cut. My name is George, and with me as always, my best friend, Joey. What's up? We have not been around in a while. No. It has been some time. I know, man. People have forgotten who we are. I have forgotten who I am. (laughs) (laughs) I know, man. It's been a while. Well, we've both been busy. We had the holidays, and then like... I think we deserved a break. Uh, We, 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 We had been... Kind of. Slowing down towards the end of last year, and that's kind of a fair. Hey, we made it past that seven podcast thing. We're going to be around. It's just, <laughs> just needed a little bit of good vacation time. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess you you have a point. But in the meantime, I did watch a lot of movies, though. I watched quite a few, and I have forgotten a lot of them. Really? I have forgotten. Honestly, I can't even remember how many <laughs> different movies I've watched. Well, I did. Well, I'm still coming up with like different movies that are coming out. Like right now... I already watched the teaser trailer for the new Pinocchio movie. Oh, they have a teaser for that? Yeah, it's Guillermo del Toro's like mm-hmm. reimagining. And mm-hmm. It's like, like supposedly like a darker version of cool, Pinocchio cool, cool. from like what you get. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, Disney is coming out with their own version of Pinocchio. Oh shit! Really? That's yeah. kind of awkward. I guess, but one's coming out on Netflix. The other one's coming out on Disney. I mean, look. At the end of the day, are you gonna watch? Wait, one's one? animated, one's live action. If I'm watching. If I'm watching one of them, I'm going to watch the Guillermo del Toro one just because I find it more interesting. I don't want to hear the same freaking story of Pinocchio again. Mm, I don't know, man. Really? So, like, uh, one big thing about this one is that, like... About which one? The Disney one? The Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Guillermo del Toro is, like, Jiminy Cricket. or It's not even called Jiminy. It's, like, something else. Okay. It doesn't matter, right? But he lives inside of Pinocchio. That's, like, the whole thing. He's oh, like a bug okay. that actually lives inside Pinocchio. Like, so he was his where? In his head? In his heart. In his heart? Yeah. So he he's, like, his, like, actual, like, <laughs> See, uh, conscience. Oh, uh, yeah. It sounds dope. And it's all stop motion. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't had a good stop motion movie in a minute. No, we had Isle of Dogs. We had... Um, that was a while back. That was 2016. No, no, no. We had another one. There was another one. Man, I forgot. And anyway, The Sasquatch matter. movie was that afterwards? Or the Yeti movie? Yeah, that one is also uh, another one. And then the, any of the Lego movies are all technically stop motion. I mean, I guess the Ninjago was was the last one they did. There you go. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> I, I don't know either. <laughs> There's another one that, that has come out and that's like a stop motion movie. But anyways, it's neither here or there. Uh... So, but anyway, so what I was thinking, I was like, damn, I think that's like, I think Guillermo's Del Toro's like, like kind of co-directing with somebody else. So it's not just him. So I don't know if it's going to be mainly he focused on the story or he's like, oh, I focus on more like, you know, camera work thing. Because I mean, in my opinion, I'd rather watch a Guillermo Del Toro written story than a directed movie. Hell yeah. I mean, look. Hellboy is an example. Yeah, like, I... I Even though he kind of Del Toro, it. when it's his story, he can he does good stuff with the camera. Yeah. When it's not, he's just kind of like any other director. Yeah. And his stories are great. Like, they're trippy, crazy, fantastical. They're cool. Yeah, he has an, a, a great imagination. Yeah. So that's where his directing comes into in handy, where he, like, he comes out with these weird, uh, like, kind of tricks on how to do, like, certain... Not necessarily animation, but, like... Mm you know camera movements right and um but anyways uh yeah i don't know i think uh the pinocchio the live action pinocchio might be pretty good too really yeah the, you, i don't know what the you, cast is you don't know what the cast is yeah while you look have you it, have you heard anything about it though no any I, of them the only disney movie that i've heard anything in the news about is snow white and the seven doors and that's because peter dinklage came out and was super pissed off with with disney and told him to screw off 
That because like Snow White is being played by I believe a Latina actress. Okay. And everyone was praising Disney like, oh, awesome, so amazing, this is great, 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 great. And then Peter Dinklage had an interview and he goes, yeah, that's awesome, great for inclusivity, you know, Disney hitting the mark, but somehow we still have dwarves in they your movie. Oh, they still have dwarves? Yeah. Oh, they, also, he didn't like that. Well, he doesn't like it because he's like, why are you remaking this fucking movie about Snow White and seven other people and they have to be dwarves? And he was like going off on it. 100% valid. I get it. Uh, Disney ended up coming back and saying like, look, we hear you. You're right. We are talking to people of the dwarf community to make sure that we have everything set up and we're all on the and same he's path. Like, Did you just call us dwarves? That's what he's, that's what they said. <laughs> he's like, we're LPs, little people. I mean... No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm just repeating No, no, no. It's funny that you say that because, like, I always thought, like, Snow White lived in the realm of, like, uh, magical yeah, realism. Fairy like, fairy, fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless people can actually sing to birds and, oh, and they'll fucking come and clean my house. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the case. What have I been doing my yeah, whole life? Yeah, I thought they meant, like, dwarves as in, like, fairy tale creatures. Or, like, like. Not, like, actual dwarves like people like real life dwarves yeah I, I always thought like in the cartoon meant mm-hmm. fictional characters like but. lord of the rings dwarves yeah like those. like the dwarven king kind of a thing and yeah, that's yeah. how i've always imagined it but i get it like i get that we shouldn't be doing that like i can understand if you reimaginally like if you repurpose the idea you know like make it and that's what Disney supposedly said. So wait, so what he just said, like, you still have a movie with dwarves? Like, what? Yeah, like he was upset of the fact that there is, that the seven dwarves are supposed to come out in the movie. And that from he what he understood, I don't even think he knows what the story is going to be. Because uh-huh. I, I don't think anybody knows what the story is going to be because yeah. it's a very pre-production. But I think he's very much against and opposed of the idea of having seven dwarves in the movie. But he played a dwarf in Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah. Uh, so does he think that that should have been like a? I don't know, bro. Ask Peter English. I'm just from. I'm just here to regurgitate the news. <laughs> and then he also. Oh no, man. <laughs> Anyways, I hey man. So, so here's your cast list for Pinocchio, the okay. Disney version, okay? Yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks as Geppetto. For real? For real? For real? For are, real. are we messing around? I'm here? not messing okay, around. Okay, okay. Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Luke Evans as the coachman. Coachman is the guy who like whips him. He's wearing. Oh, he okay. has white hair. He's like. He's the mean guy. Gotcha. Who captures the donkeys and stuff like that? Okay. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. Oh snap! You can kind of see that. That's kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking about him the other day. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, just some unknown actors. Let me see. There's a good one. Oh, Keegan Michael Key as Honest John. Oh what? I actually don't remember who Honest John was. Neither do I. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I have probably watched Pinocchio once in my life, and I do not remember it. At all. It's a pretty good movie. It's pretty dramatic from what my understanding. I, I remember when I was a little, little kid, I'm like, well, I'm not smoking and playing <laughs> pool. Like, <laughs> These are clearly meant for people. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but anyways, um, so there was that. And then, oh, so speaking of Peter Dinklage, you, uh-huh. you, have you heard of this movie called Serrano or whatever? Serrano, yeah, yeah, yeah. The William Shakespeare uh, character, right? Yes. I believe so. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But uh, so, did you ever watch the Steve Martin version of that? It's called Roxanne. No. He has a super long nose, mm. and it's an actual. In the play, he actually has a long nose, and that's what the whole thing is about. Mm-hmm. That he's a, that people make fun of him. I think you've probably seen the Italian version of the play. It's mm. like a he has like a mask, and it's like 
Oh, super long nose. Oh, yay. So that's what that's from. Okay. And so pretty much he has this like uh, he he's a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. And so he he takes the insults and he throws them back and he's very witty and he's in love with a very beautiful person named Roxanne. Same thing. Roxanne. Anyways, I remember watching that movie, the mm-hmm. Steve Martin. I'm not a big fan of Steve Martin. Nah. I could uh, care less. <laughs> I could care less, <laughs> yeah. But that movie was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like for back in the day, like I looked at, I remember thinking, I'm like, this is a good story. Well, I mean, I obviously now as an adult, I'm like, okay, it wasn't like <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a perfect story. It wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was a good movie. Like it was, yeah. I remember thinking like, wow, this is a really good movie. Like mm-hmm. it's a very um, intricate movie. But yeah. now they're doing it with like they changed it to him being. I'm assuming it's because he's short. Okay. That like that's the whole that's the disfigurement because in the because um, in the in the play it's his large incredibly large. If you look up Roxanne right now, uh-huh. like for Steve Martin, you'll see that it's a a, a disfigurement of like a nose. Like, hmm. well, like I just said, yeah, like in the play, like they have that mask and it's like super long nose. Yeah. Like that's supposed like if you look at the movie, he has that like a prosthetic. Wow. Okay. So now I'm like, okay, so. I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work. Like they're going to, cause there's a scene where they make fun of him. There are a lot of, a lot of scenes where they make fun of him because of his nose. Mm-hmm. Are they going to make fun of him for being short? Cause that was like a big part of it. I and mean, like he, he doesn't let the insults get to him. I feel like if you're trying to stick to the original, you have to. Right. I mean, it's, if the story is about this dude who is getting constantly made fun of, then I feel like you need to make sure that that's shown, you know? And regardless of how insensitive it might be, I mean, hey, look, it ha- like, that's what the story's about. The story's about this dude who's getting made fun of. You have to show that in him overcoming it, so you can't not do it. I have a feeling that it's not going to be that. Well, I feel like they're going to avoid it. Uh, I mean, I think they are. I hope they don't, cause like I think it'll be it's a important part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't care about like the whole like shift change, or, like oh yeah. like he's short instead of like having a long nose. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care about that. No, but you have to keep the elements of it. Yeah, true, because like that's big part of this whole thing where it's right. like he's overcoming something. He's overcoming, mm-hmm. and especially this takes place. They this takes place in like back then where like people were not PC at all. Yeah, PC wasn't even a thing. Exactly, and so uh, I don't know. I'm taking a lot of liberties. I, I'm, I'm thinking about watching it mm-hmm. and then watching Roxanne right after. Oh, okay. Maybe we can do a podcast though. Compare mm-hmm. the two. What did you say the movie is called? Which one? The one you were just talking about. Serrano? C- Serrano? Serrano, yeah. Why am I thinking? That must be the musical and I'm thinking of Cicero? Who the f- What the hell is Cicero? The that's like the street that freaking the Joker killed. The <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And, and he's on Cicero. And Avenue X. That's where he kills. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's her face? What's her face? Yeah, uh, that's the one I'm trying to think of. What's her name? I just heard her name today. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal's <laughs> character. I literally just watched Dark Knight Rises at school yeah. today. I can't even remember it anymore. Shit, what was his name? Cicero. That's the street. I uh, know. I got that. But I'm thinking that that's the Shakespeare character. Oh, um, that's why I have it. And Serrano. Yeah, when you said it was a Shakespeare play, I'm like, actually, I don't know about that. But Cicero. I think it might I know. have been Cicero. It doesn't matter. Someone eventually will end up fact-checking me and yelling at me for it. But no, I don't yeah, care. yeah, you're wrong. It, it, the original play is by Edmund Rostand. 
Okay, then. See, then I'm thinking of the other character in Shakespeare that starts with a C. I feel like it's Cicero. Serrano. Yeah, no. no. Cryano. Cryano. No. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just joking, Joey. I know how to read. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. If you ever get a chance, watch Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even don't even bother with that one, maybe. Because <laughs> it's a newer version, you know? Yeah. And like... The, the, the Roxanne, the mm-hmm. Steve Martin one, mm-hmm. it's a modernized version of that play. So I think they're going by like the play, but also changing the certain thing, key elements about the play, the characters. Right, of course. Like obviously the the handsome guy isn't a black guy in the play. He's, mm. he's, he's a white guy. What? And, <laughs> and Racism he, existed? And he's like <laughs> super buff. Oh, wow, okay. But he's just incredibly dumb, like dumb, dumb. Oh, and then the based on the trailer, they don't make him seem dumb. So what is he, Gaston? I I don't know. That's what, that's <laughs> why I'm like. He's like, oh, but I love her and blah blah blah. Like, uh-huh. and then but he's not. He doesn't look buff because like, that's the whole thing. It's be- uh, smarts versus bronze. Yeah. It's like and like. Anyways, in Roxanne, obviously it's still a buff dude. Yeah. And he's just dumb, like really dumb. He's dumb as rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this guy doesn't seem that way. No, obviously. I mean, uh, well, who knows? Maybe they're trying to do like that double like meaning thing. Like, hey, everyone has it hard. Smart and, and like they, uh, they both have it hard. <laughs> one is dumb, and the other one just gets made fun of. Exactly. So I'm like, you gotta make sure you you make it for everybody. It's no, an but that's movie. The, that's the whole thing. Like, I agree with you. Anyways, dumb. I, hey, I get you. The theme the 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 theme of the original Serrano was about this guy overcoming his his what would you call him his physical attributes. Yeah. yeah. And they have to keep that. If they don't keep that, being thing, confident like that, like the what's because uh, Roxanne ends up <laughs> loving S- Serrano. <gasps> Spoiler alert! Oh shit! To a well, what is it, like yeah. hundred, two hundred yeah, year old. <laughs> Roxanne ends up falling in love with Serrano, uh-huh. finding out that he has been writing the letters all along. Right. And she didn't care about the, like she looked past his looks and mm-hmm. falls in so love. So this with movie him. is is a very uh, so these so movies old, aren't the only kinds of movies that. That have made been made like this because I know Netflix made a movie about this like two years ago about this Asian chick who's mm. who is a lesbian in a small town and this dude approaches her because she writes essays for people but he wants her to write letters. It's a really good movie. I forget the name of it. When I remember it, I it's a tale as old as time. Yes, it's it's like the person who's writing the yeah. letters and then he's sending them and then like of course they typical. just did a they just did another one. Uh, it was like a Christmas one mm. that you watched. Oh um, yeah, I love something. Yeah. Long, love, love hard love hard there you go yeah, yeah yeah it's it's exactly like that kind of ish but yeah kind I get of you. kind of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no it's in principles i got you but anyways yeah so i don't know how they're gonna play this one i feel like it's gonna be like across the board everyone's cool like everyone's no one's the villain here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i feel like you kind of need that in order for the main yeah. character to overcome something and you can kind of feel for the character i don't know no, I get you. I get you. But anyways, you have some other movie news? And other movie news. Yeah. Someone famous is joining your favorite cinematic universe. Who's That's right, people. Jason Momoa. Is joining Star Wars? Is joining Fast 10. Oh, for real? Supposedly. Oh, they, so, they they were right both, now, so right. they were both fucking like things that I might... Like, <laughs> I didn't whatever. care about. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care about. Uh, exactly. I was like, hmm. Like, yeah, ooh, Tom Hanks is joining the Marvel Universe? Like, Imagine? <laughs> that would be sick. No, he'd probably do like a walk-on part. Yeah, probably. Just like Glenn Close. She did like one a walk-on part in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. Uh, no, man. supposedly Jason Momoa is going to come out in Fast 10 after talks with The Rock failed, clearly, uh, which oh, is yeah. hilarious. I love to read. What did you think things. about that? 
Fucking goddamn Vin Diesel. I, I agree with The Rock in the sense that, I'm like, dude, why are you bringing in his kids for? Why are you bringing in Paul Walker for? Like, I get mm-hmm. you were friends with him, and I get that he was there and stuff, but the beef was always between you two, never between the homie. So why are you bringing in a dead guy, your kids, his kids? Like, what are you doing, man? And then to do it on public, on social media like that? That's mm. fucked up. Like, that's wrong to put someone on the spot like that. Mm. And then, obviously, The Rock handled it the best and was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not doing it because it's X, Y, Z reasons. Mm. I, I I totally respected it. I'm like, cool, fine. I'm like, you know what? All power to Vin Diesel. At least he tried. He mm. knew that he was never going to get an actual conversation with him. So why not yeah. shoot out the message through Instagram? Why not, Vin? Um, in other news, I think the majority of my articles that have been coming out have just all been talking about how guardians of the galaxy is just over after the volume three yeah i know i just keep getting them people really love the quick clickbait crap and i agree like james gunn he said he's done it's over dave bautista said he's done it's done bradley cooper has been coming out a few, like recently talking about get out he's done of all act like any the article i was reading he says i'm done with acting that is not written by me whoa that's what the article was saying that like at a, uh, like a year ago that he was feeling like he didn't want to do it anymore and then he got asked to be in licorice, licorice pizza. pizza yeah and he's Which all he like did. this was really it, it was so good dude he was like anderson uh, like pt anderson pt yeah. anderson calls me tells me yeah. he wants to be in this movie i like i never get to play with these guys <laughs> yeah i want to be a part of this and he's like so 100 percent i said yes <laughs> and he goes it's funny too because like i pretty much finished licorice pizza and then, like, not too long afterwards, like, Guillermo del Toro calls me. And he tells <laughs> me. That, Ellie, yeah. yeah he goes, I also heard it was really good. I know. I, I, they even made a film noir version of it. Oh, what? There's a black and white version right now in theaters. That's sick as fuck. Yeah, so that apparently it's like a film noir, like, true film noir. That's right. Movie. Yeah, anyways. Uh, so, like, he, Guillermo del Toro tells him, like, hey, I have this part in this movie. Leo was in it, but he, he had to drop out because it's got scheduling yes. conflicts. Do you want to do it? And he was like, hells yes. Yeah. So, but in the article, it still made it seem that he's like, I only want to act in stuff where I am writing it. Otherwise, I don't want to do well, it. I think he, he means like, not necessarily where he's writing, but where he kind of has control over his character. Because like, that's a big thing. It's true. Especially in Marvel, where it's like, actually, we're doing this with this character. Yeah. It's like, oh, but, you know, I don't know if he would. Yeah, but two movies from now. This he, is going to happen. This is going to happen, so you really can't do that. And, like, I respect it. Like, I get it. I When it comes to Marvel, you have to... When you join the cinema, MCU, you kind of have to put everything you want aside and just go along for the ride, I feel like. Yeah, and it's, it's, I feel like if, if, you, if I was an actor, I'd feel like, well, now it just feels like the story... The character is serving the story rather than the story is servicing the character. Yeah, exactly. So... It, I don't know. Well, I mean, in both senses of the yeah. thing, it's kind of bad because uh-huh. like, if if you put too much character, like the story is going to mean nothing and you kind of just have really cool characters that were in a plot that goes nowhere. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with a lot of movies the recently. Thor 2. <laughs> like, I feel like most movies recently have been, I feel like mostly story-driven, very lacking on the character side of stuff. Like, there's with, not very, of there's not much, no, in general, in all movies recently. I feel like a lot of the movies I've been watching have been like story propelling. The plot propels the story versus the character propelling the story. That's funny. I feel like the opposite is for me. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe we've been watching different movies. Maybe. And maybe I'm just seeing them differently. Yeah. I, I just feel like there isn't enough character growth in movies recently. And, and it's been bothering me a bit. 
we didn't we're not we're not going to talk about it in full length but spider-man's a big one that where well like that's why just and he just it's funny i heard it been mentioned like this is like he 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 is being spider-man that we know now yeah it's like almost like start it's like the first movie at the end Mm -hmm. and it's like because in the first movie he gains maturity right yeah. like in all in all the previous ones he's gained maturity in the very first one yeah and it's done yeah huh it, like his uh, oh and he's done maturing he, yeah he, like it's over and yeah. he's spider-man and it's almost like this one's like oh like he's entering a new level of maturity where he's like he's accepting loss and he's accepting sacrifice mm-hmm. and all this other stuff and it's almost like wow like you're seeing him grow after like three movies yeah like uh, i mean look I I know I I uh, I didn't mean to spring that on you, <laughs> but also I mean that I I agree with you with the whole story thing where it's yeah. like, oh sorry with the yeah yeah story right is that what you said yeah like the plot is propelling the story yeah I do get that with like like uh, don't look up no it's a big one yeah yeah uh, the the story is just like thrown at you and these characters are reacting to whatever's going on yeah it's very reactionary I guess is well like a lot of the movies I've watched felt really reactionary the one that i didn't mention that i completely forgot to write on my list is i, I watched ghostbusters afterlife oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah like great think? i really liked the movie yeah. i thought it was there was a lot of fun beats really good moments mm-hmm. but crazily enough in my head i cannot remember how the crap the movie ended no no like it's so vague i was thinking about this last week because i watched like two or three weeks ago yeah like it could like i have to think about it really hard for it to come back and hit me the movie was fantastic. I just feel like there wasn't enough. I could maybe there wasn't enough dialogue. I felt like it was like the first one and like the first two actually. Really, you think so? Because the first two, they were supposed to be like comedies, but that with a serious thing going on. Yeah, you know, where like because the because like because like the eighties comedy version of that is like these characters are being funny in a serious it's like um i'm trying to exp- i'm trying to think it's like gremlins oh god it's yeah. a mm-hmm. crazy story going on yeah but yet the people in it are like like acting normal mm-hmm. which makes it even funny which makes it the situation funny I was just thinking of a tv show that had happened and that i was watching that it had the exact same thing but i get you i get what you mean mm-hmm. like it's just like oh what the fuck yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's funny and you go along with the ride because they're taking it serious and they're being funny not the situ- not like they slipped on a banana and it's funny right it's not physical comedy it's more like actual verbal comedy and like yeah. what they say and and i i get that i really do i just i don't know i was thinking about it right now and it popped in my head because you did relate it to the first two ghostbuster movies which i agree it keeps the same tone and the same kind of like feeling. Yeah. That's what makes that. We just ap- have to get these power converters, like. Right. And, and then there was zap them, and then that's it. Done. Right. Like <laughs> very simplistic. How to solve problems in this universe? You just have to figure it out. Yeah. But I think the reason that the movie doesn't that the that it feels off to me is because they spent more time. Maybe there's just too many characters, or it didn't feel like there was a group dynamic. There isn't. And that and that's so odd to me because when I think of the first two Ghostbusters movies, I think of a group dynamic. Because they're not gonna bring back that group. No, which is fine. Like I'm not asking for that group. No, I, I know, but mm. that's why I, I think that's why they did it that way. Oh, because like the Ghostbusters the are Ghostb- coming back. Yeah, the Ghostbusters aren't ca- those Ghostbusters aren't coming back. They're starting a new team. 
Maybe one will come back. But no, no, no. I, that, and maybe you didn't understand me. I'm talking about like you know how there was a core four. Yeah. I don't feel like there was a core anything in this movie. That's why. And well, you really? I feel like it was like the brother and sister. Yeah. And then that was kind of it. The girlfriend. Yeah, the, like the best friend. It felt like it wasn't there. Weren't no? there was no uh-huh. connection very much. I, and if maybe it's just because of like the I watched it once and this movie deserves to because it's really good. It's fun. Mm. I, I just maybe need to watch it again to get it or mm-hmm. feel a little bit more comfortable. But, like, I don't get that that I got from Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Yeah. And my thinking was maybe it's the runtime. It is pretty short, right? The movie, like, I looked it up. It's two and a half, two hours and four minutes after Life is. The original Ghostbusters is an hour 45. Ooh. The second Ghostbusters, an hour 48. And considering Same. that you said it's a, that like, the original two movies are, like, essentially a serious comedy. Yeah. I still think it falls under the line of comedies, and comedies really shouldn't go more than for an hour forty-eight or forty-five. Because how much no, you got going on? I think because they added the emotional aspect of the movie. Yeah, yeah. They had to add those little things because honestly, you could have shaved off fifteen minutes without showing all the spoiler alert. Like literally, skip fifteen seconds. The ghost stuff. Yeah. Like not, and I don't mean like yeah, the, the ones that are hunt- yeah, yeah, the, the, land, the, the yeah, 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 I got you. The one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I was like, if you would have skipped that part, you could have shaped because you wouldn't have had those interactions in the room. You wouldn't have had like subtle things in the house moving around. Okay, that's fair. And you wouldn't have had. You wouldn't even had the intro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? That that is a that is pretty fair. Those are fair it's, reasonings it's, as to but why. But you needed that in this movie. You do. Like, it really kind of drove it home. It did, which is like, I'm not trying to say the movie's too long, because for me, the two hours is not a long. No, movie. it's long, dude. You think it's long? I think it's pretty long. I think once a movie, but it's fun. Okay, like I, it does, I don't notice that it's long. Okay, it doesn't feel long. All right, I and I agree with you. It didn't because for me, most movies start to feel long at two and a half hours. Mm. At that, like at that Damn. moment, I'm like, okay, this is starting to be here for a while. And if this movie was two and a half hours long, yeah. I don't think it would have been as good an enough movie. Oh, okay, and yeah, I think you, you definitely shouldn't watch Spencer then. Oh, why? Because it's too long. You're gonna feel like it's long. I you you well. Mm. But you know me. You know that I like I I enjoy long stories so long as the story and the characters are interesting. It's more like the characters interesting throughout the whole thing. And you kind of you're like, oh fuck, dude! Like, it's almost like, like I want you to leave already. Like, come on, get to the end. Like, <laughs> how do you get out of this? Get out of the situation already. Like, you're you're making me anxious. Right. Of um, course, although I really enjoyed Afterlife. I thought it was a good movie. Um, right. I actually, you know, a lot of the movies I've watched have. I've waited on watching them and it feels a little bit better mm. to me because like afterlife, when I know afterlife came out, there was a real divide and like, Oh, this movie's like the greatest thing. Like, thank God this movie existed. And other people were pretty upset being like, Oh man, this is lame. Just kids. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I like uh, something about maybe hindsight or something, but it feels better to watch a movie like after a month it's come out. So that way you aren't dealing with that kind of noise all around you. And I thought the movie, having, like, been able to, like, forget about it and watch it, it felt really good. Like, I felt like I was watching it without... Because the cool thing was, forgot everything I saw in the trailer. <laughs> forgot everything people had told me about the movie. Like, I, some of the yeah. big stuff that I know had gotten spoiled for me, I had forgotten about it and I was okay oh. with. Um, and plus, like, as much as I love the original Ghostbusters, I wasn't going to go... I don't think I could have gone out to watch it on day one. Right. But yeah, I mean, I mean, dope movie. I want to talk about it because I know you liked it a lot. So yeah, it was a really good one. No, and speaking of like serious comedy, 
I guess it's not even a comedy. <laughs> Last night in Soho was also pretty good. Okay. What'd you think of that one? You said you. I think you said. Can I? Okay. Can I give my uh fucking like for all those people who didn't like it or who mm-hmm. think like ah oh, people talk about it way too much like for it to, or give it too much praise? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh? Before you continue, I want to say this. I have not heard a single person talk to me other than you about Last Night in Soho. Really? Nobody. Damn. Well, people should talk about it more. They really should. Because it's a directorial, like, like, oh, my God, success. Mm-hmm. Like, on par with, like, uh, anybody who does a whole movie, the uh, one-shot movie, uh, which is, like, uh, Inorato and, like, the guy who did 1916. Yeah, what was it? 1917. 1917. Mm-hmm. Damn, why did I always mess that up? Oh. I forgot what is the director's name is. I'll look at it very quick, but continue. But, like... That this was a great like directorial feat, like Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. So, what people don't realize is that whenever you see a mirror and then the two actresses are there together, there's no real mirror. (laughs) It's all done in real time. So whenever they're turning and doing all that stuff, they literally had a choreograph that to go underneath the camera, go and switch places, and like do all that. Mm -hmm. Like they literally had to do it that way. And then there's a scene where like uh, the twin brothers from Harry Potter come out in it. Yeah. And they're like they're the coat rack guys. They literally had to do it with twins because like it was the only way to do it. The only way to do it. And uh, so when they're dan, there's also a part where they're dancing. Mm-hmm. Like she's dancing with the yeah. guy. Both actresses. There's no cuts. Cut. It just seamless between the two. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy crap! Like this guy, like was uh, Edgar Wright was able to. F- freaking pull this off like that's crazy like mm-hmm. just like doing all these shots and like without even like uh cutting mm-hmm. which is great because like you can kind of notice the cuts whenever someone when it's like a body switching movie mm-hmm. where it's like or it, when the C, when it's the cgi you can kind of be like well that, that was kind of crappy like, yeah it's always like it's always like a dissolve or it's always like a there's weird... usually some kind of spin and yeah and then it's done yeah, or there's like a glare to the camera, yeah. and then like they come back, and it's like the it's different th- person. Yeah. So as far as body switching movies, this is crazily good. Like, like uh, no one's really attempted it because, like, you really think about it, it's like that's a lot of work for like a quick shot. Yeah, because like uh, not many people would notice it, and just like there's so much like great cinematography as far or camera work. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part where she like puts the blanket over her head while oh. she listens to the music, and then. As a thing falls on, like they fall back, and it's like this vast space. And then you, I'm like, dude, how did you do this? Like, mm-hmm. this is incredible. Like, I just thought I was like, man, like the way he directed it, the way the story. I mean, the story is good because, yeah. like, like again, going by what you were saying, like this about the story driving it. Mm-hmm. I feel like with this one, it wasn't really much about the story. Like, you no, 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 no. care less about the story. Well, I mean. I feel like a little thing that he did do was like with the ghost popping up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it was like, um, what's it called? She kept seeing those faces everywhere. Yeah. And I think it was a metaphor of how some women say, like, I see their faces all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever they, whenever, if they're, they're raped, abusers and, uh, stuff. abusers and stuff like that, they, they see their faces everywhere. I per- personally have not had that, but, <laughs> no. but I can this kind of gave me a imagery of what that might look like, mm. you know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like these ghosts of these people just kind of like following you and like chasing you through. And you're just kind of like, and you look like a crazy person, 
but literally this is haunting you. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it was a really good metaphor, like literal haunting, actual mental, like, f- mental, mental fuck. I thought it was really good. And I think they do deserve a cinematography uh, nomination. Mm-hmm. Dir- dir- mm-hmm. Directional. <sighs> I don't know about acting. I don't think so. I, I think, think I've seen better acting. I she think ch- I might th- give it to Anya Taylor. That's the only one. Think she did better. I don't feel like anyone did anything too spectacular, to be honest. No? Nah, everyone was kind of just... Look, I'm not, that's not to say anybody did anything bad. I honestly believe everyone was just good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of them like jumped out at me and like screamed and made me believe this person is doing amazing. Okay. I mean, like I'm partial to Matt Smith because he was my doctor and everything like that. Yeah. But... Even him, I was just kind of like, all right, you're you're doing your job, He's and a you're doing good. Yeah, like you, everyone's doing great. I love Anna Taylor Joy. I fucking loved freaking. Uh, I don't know what her name is. Queen's Gambit. I loved her in that. Oh, Queen's show. Gambit. Yeah, like she she was great. I think her acting in that was fucking stupendous. Obviously, she's the main character in that. Yeah. I don't know if she did enough to warrant a supporting actress in this either. No. No. I think she did in the sense of where like she's she did convey the idea of like oh i'm just a quiet girl or like but i'm also confident in myself kind of thing okay i don't know she really pulled that off like she was able to flip the script real quick like where she's very confident then all of a sudden she's like put down Mm, not so much (laughs) not so much yeah i I remember talking to you about this movie because i had watched it and i was just like i don't want to wait for the podcast i love edgar right I'm pretty much every single one of his movies I love. Mm-hmm. I love this movie for all the reasons that I typically love Edgar Wright movies, which is, again, the directing. Cause yeah. It's fucking amazing. Not just camera work, but in how actors are going into the story. Because mm-hmm. I think that's really important that I don't even think we talk about sometimes that, you know, directors do have to choose and, like, push certain actors to do certain things um, and make certain choices. And I think Edgar Wright does it in such a fun way that everyone enjoys his sets. I think I think parts of the story no. I love the characters of the in the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly enjoy the story because it felt too for such a complex <laughs> movie and like with metaphors and crazy shots and like good character development. Yeah. There is no real... The story doesn't propel it, which is ironic because in this movie, I I don't think the story was great. <laughs> Even though I know I said that earlier, this is one of those movies where, like, I think, if anything, the character was driving it. She mm. did a great job at, like, pushing the story forward because she was obsessed. Yeah. And, and I think that worked for this story. But I, I don't think that, like, the idea of it was really cool until, like, the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Once we get there, I'm like, oh, man, this is great. I had inklings of what was going on. But I was so enthralled by this thing that I wasn't looking over here. I think that was the whole thing. Like you get, um, you get swept away by the glitz and glamour of what's going yeah. on, that you don't see what's right in front of you. And right. I think that's complete metaphor for the movie, for the plot, and for the characters yeah. technically. Which is why, like, I I enjoy the movie. I really do. But I don't think it's as great as Baby Driver. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and and it sucks because I love horror movies and I wanted Edgar Wright to come in on this one and just knock it out of the park. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you did good. It's just I don't know. The, maybe the story wasn't yours. Speaking of scary movies, yes. I watched Scream Five or Scream whatever. Okay, Scream is one of my favorite franchises. 
and I'm very upset I haven't watched this yet, but for obvious reasons, it's tough. Um, what did you think? That was okay. That was okay. Was uh, right. Did you watch Scream 4? Kind of, a little bit. I it was like the one with uh, Roberts, right? Uh, Julia Ro- not Ju- Yes. The uh, No, Emma Roberts. Yes. Yep. Did you like, did you think 4 was better than 5? Mm, I get, uh, nah. No? 5 was better? Which one's five? The one you just watched. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe? Okay. I'm really (laughs) interested to go back to it just because, you know, I really, really love the Scream movies. I want to say Scream was probably the first horror movie I remember watching in theaters and being terrified. Um, But even more importantly to me is I love Wes Craven. And it sucks. When he passed away, I got really sad because obviously I was like, well... There's no real West Craven nightmare on Elm Streams anymore. Yeah. There's not going to be any screams. West Craven also did a bunch of other shit that I really enjoyed. I'm not going to get into, but I was like, that sucks. And when I heard that they were making the Scream movie and they're like, we're really pushing it to be like West Craven's thing. I was like, I really hope this does well yeah. because he's such a good director, writer, storyteller. It was good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it fooled me. Fooled you? Cool. Because that's my thing with the movies is that, like, when you go into Scream, you know there's a twist and you're waiting for the twist. And it feels like it's kind of like oh, this a formula we've used too often and I'm getting kind of tired of. So I'm glad that at least you kind of enjoyed it. It's cool. Makes me want to watch it. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> uh, what? What's another new movie? Uh, I can talk to you about Tick, Tick, Boom since you didn't watch it. Yeah, go for it. Look, honestly, Andrew Garfield deserves a nomination for this. He won the Golden Globe. Which, by the way, happened completely. I woke up on Monday, looked at my phone, and I was like, Golden Globe winners. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, I haven't been closed doors and all that. I was cracking up as I was reading everything. Guy's fantastic in this movie, man. Like, so many people have come out about, like, actual, like, singing coaches and been like, dude, he's perfect. Like, his singing is really well done. It's really surprising that he's doing it. And me and you always talk about how, like, oh, when an actor ends up playing an instrument or ends up singing, he's most likely going to get an award for it, right? Yeah. Already got the Golden Globe for it. He better get nominated for freaking for best actor in the yeah. Oscars. Cause, dude, like for, I almost lose track that is Andrew Garfield. He almost to me feels like I'm watching. It's like when I watch Gary Oldman, and mm-hmm. I don't see Gary Oldman. I just see whoever I'm watching in this play, right? Movie or in this case, but he he embodied Jonathan Larson so well that it's really kind of scary when you watch it and you're like, wow, like it almost feels like he is talking about his goddamn life. Mm-hmm. And so much so that I've been going back and watching stuff from Andrew Garfield's career in those old movies. And I'm just like blown away at how good of an actor he is and how upsetting that it is that he doesn't have that many fucking roles. Cause he's a really good actor. No. Yeah. He's, uh, he's coming into his own. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I mean, I think uh, the the one one of the movies that like slipped away from people that people didn't watch like Under the Silver Lake. Okay, I I, I remember looking at it. But it was I didn't a guy, watch the it. guy who directed uh, It Follows. Directed oh, that movie. really? That's the only reason I knew about it. Oh wow! But that was like one of the movies where I saw him like act <laughs> like, <laughs> after Spider Man. Like he was. Well, I mean, there was Hacksaw Ridge, right? Which he won and he, he, he was nominated for an Oscar. He was nominated, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he he. I think he ended up winning a Golden Globe for it though. I think he did. Yeah. Or or, uh, what's it called? The Actors Guild one. Oh, the SAG, SAG? one. There you go. Yeah, because I I thought he got I thought he might have won, but I don't remember. But uh, anyway, so check. but yeah, I I think he's always been a really good actress uh, actor. And then this is Lin Manuel Miranda's second movie. First, first, first director of the debut. 
Oh, I thought it was In the Heights. He didn't direct it. That he... was... Fuck, what was his name? Is it Jeremy Lin? I can't remember anymore. I can look it up right now. Uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield was just nominated. But it was Lin's first attempt at directing. I think he was acceptable. I don't think there was anything too amazing and spectacular about it. Too. I was like, I think he... I heard that he directed it almost like... It was like a... What's it called? Like it was a play? No, I don't. I don't. I I disagree with that. I really? don't think it was like stationary cameras. I think no. I think it was very. We'll put it this way: you remember how we talked about uh, One Night in Miami? Yeah. And I told you that was filmed like a play. Yeah. Doesn't look like that at all. No, not the look. Okay. Like the way the actors are acting, and it's you know actors emote more. Mm. Well, light, it's a the, musical. That's not fair. Yeah, that's why. Okay. But I don't. I feel like it was directed like a movie. Oh, like, oh, okay. I feel like it was just directed like any other movie whose director you barely remember their name. Oh, I'll, have to, like, I'll oh. have to watch it. I can't really say. No, no, of course. <laughs> I, I, like, I get it. There's like really big scenes in it that like are a lot of moving parts that he moves around and does everything in one. Like, cool, awesome. I just nothing impressive to me other than the fact that like, wow, you've never directed before and this was it. Pretty good for your first job. Like, honestly, it's not bad, but it's not spectacular. By the way, 7.5 for Ghostbusters, 8.5 for Last Night in Soho, and Scream was more of a 6, maybe 6.5. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Even 6.5 seems like a lot. Really? Like, that's me going, like, I was, what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're, like, really doing it up? I think the, the 5, the point, the, I'm giving it the point five because they got me with the twist. Mm, okay. Okay. Fair. Uh, I will say Ghostbusters for me was, like, an 8. Um, Last night in Soho, I enjoyed it more than I liked Ghostbusters, so I'm basing it off of that at 8.5. Mm, like um, me. And then, what was it? Tick, Tick, Boom. Somebody keep track of how many times me and George agree. <laughs> I know it's very <laughs> rare. rare. Yeah. Um, tick tick boom. I honestly would. I'd give that a nine. You know, for for having for knowing very little about Jonathan Larson. Uh, Jonathan Larson. Oh, it's really hard to say that name for some reason right now. I'm doing it with a lisp. Jonathan Larson's life. It did a really good job at showing me what kind of a person he was. And it's what he such wanted. a tragedy, like what happens. Oh well, uh, if you guys haven't watched it, but. No, 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 no. Honestly, if you don't, it sucks. If they so don't mention it in the movie. Really? Oh, they so. mention it, but it just is a voiceover. Sorry. Oh yeah, dude. He fucking wrote Rent. Mm-hmm. But before that, he did, did Tick Tick Boom. And then before that, he had this other one that he was yeah. talking about in this movie. Yeah, and so what sucks is that he like got successful like right, right. After he died, yeah, like he died on opening like, night, pretty on much opening of night, rent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's fucking tragic because it was just like it was like completely of, unavoidable. And it, an it revolutionized uh, theater. It did. You're right. Yeah, um, because of it, like it changed the way people actually did plays and musicals and what kind of music was acceptable and everything like that. Like obviously, Lin Manuel Miranda always talks about how like Larson. If it wasn't for Larson, he wouldn't have been able to make In the Heights. He wouldn't have been able yeah. to make Hamilton. Like those things wouldn't have happened. And yeah. it's true because the one thing that I think you should why you should watch this movie is so Tick Tick Boom is a play, is a musical, right? And it is a musical about him trying to get his other first musical done. Yeah. Hysteria, I think it's called. Something like that. Um, that musical was so ridiculously far ahead of its time. But it is extremely... It feels, <laughs> from what I heard of it, 
feels extremely relevant to our current culture. Really? Yeah, like it sounds like this dude just saw into the future and knew <laughs> what it was going to be like. It sounded really good, and everyone said it was great. It was just going to cost way too much money. Yeah. So, yeah, that sucks. I think if he had was still alive, that musical would have been turned into a musical for sure. Wow. Yeah, but anyways, uh, obviously, you, you know what's a musical story. I watched? West Side Story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of it? It's not bad. Really? I I enjoyed it. Really? I forgot how many songs of it are like. I'm like, wow, that's a that's a song I know that I didn't know was in this that I forgot was in this movie. Mm, okay. Like, uh, I didn't know I where I forgot that I feel pretty is in that movie. Oh shit! Is it? Oh shit! It is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty. <laughs> Anyways, I always thought it was just an anger management. No, <laughs> no, but uh, dude, I was like, oh, this song's in here, and then there was another one. Oh man, I I remember watching. I'm like, oh fuck, this movie's this song's in this movie. Like, what yeah. the hell? And there was just like a bunch of different move like stuff that's in it. And then um, honestly. <laughs> It's a not. It's a mar. I guess back then it might have been a modernized version of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, because that's really that's like, what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, sharks versus whatever the hell they were. I can't even remember that um, at this point. But it was a really good. It was a good movie. I mean, I like Shakespeare as much as the next guy, and this is like a very like uh, a very West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you'll if you watch it. Yeah, you'll probably enjoy it. What did you think of Spielberg's directing in it? Because that's the one thing I heard is that like it, people really loved his directing. Yeah, he did pretty. He did justice of like how like you know back then like it felt like it was an old movie, but you with like a new new scope. Okay, that's cool. I can appreciate that. I haven't really been able to watch uh, other than like. Let me look at him real quick. By the way, I give it like a seven point eight, close to an eight. Wow! Really. That's yeah. ridiculously high. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. I Maybe. thought it was a really good... I thought it... Because uh, I thought the... I mean, it's a remake. Yeah, of course. But just the way it was shot, the way the actors were... Like, the way they did it. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of good choreography and good camera work. Mm. And you can kind of tell, like, it's... I mean, it's, it's his first time doing a musical. Yeah. But you can kind of tell he was kind of like... Uh, it, it's funny how you can tell when a director's been directing for a long time. Yeah. And yeah I was just going to tell like, you that, too. Like though. Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. He knows what he knows what to do, and he does it well. Like, when you watch uh, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, this is like master, like master, little master class like mm-hmm. of how to fucking do a, a pu- debauchery and all this crazy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And you were able to capture it, you know? Yeah. And it's... Same thing with Steven Spielberg. You're able to capture some magic in like very mundane things, and like mm. the way you're, the way he did things is like it's very Hollywood, quote unquote. Yeah. And you're like, wow, like this, this is a spectacle. It's funny that you bring that up because I said I mentioned earlier that I had wa- at work today. Mm. I watched Dark Knight Rises. Right. And I haven't watched it in like probably like three years, maybe more. Um, Watchmen? No, The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while, like a really long time. Okay. Mostly because it's not my favorite Batman movie. Um, really? Well, not not of all of them, but of the Dark Knight trilogy, it's not my favorite. Uh, but when I was watching it today, I was like, wow, this is really good. 
this part's really good. Yeah. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, holy crap. This is one of the very few and rare times where I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, damn, Christopher Nolan didn't know what he was doing back then. Because, <laughs> like, I'm watching this movie uh-huh. and I'm like, huh, that was a weird choice to move the camera that way. Like, I was like, that doesn't feel like a Christopher Nolan move. Yeah. And, like, I think back to freaking Interstellar and uh, why can't I think of it? Dunkirk. Yeah. And even to a lesser extent, freaking Tenet. Tenet doesn't count. I don't like counting Tenet because it's like really out there with its camera movements. But you can see how much Christopher Nolan has grown as a director and how he moves the camera. And I feel like especially in that movie, maybe because I was just really invested in it today where I was watching it and I was like, oh, that was a really strange way to like, even the story beats, how he isn't afraid of just killing people and children everywhere. And like, it's very like, it seems like he grew a lot in the, since the Dark Knight trilogy. And it's crazy to rewatch him and be like, oh, wow. It made me instantly be like, oh, I got to rewatch these Batman movies and see what he's done differently. But you were mentioning right now, and to a certain extent, I want to watch West Side Story because it's Steven Spielberg, because I haven't watched a Spielberg movie in what feels like forever, because I don't really count Ready Player One. I want to watch something that he's directed and he got his hands and he got to do what he wanted to because he's great behind the camera. Who? Spielberg. Oh, yeah. I think he's fantastic. The way he... Every shot means something. And I think he's gotten even better at making sure that... Like how you were talking about making the mundane look important. Yeah, yeah, And I think that's something that I'm really interested in watching. So I might have to just, like, put up with it and watch West Side Story, even though I'm not a big fan of that musical. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big fan either. But, I mean, I watched it. I was like, oh, Wendy wanted to watch it. And I was like, <laughs> fine, I'll go watch it. Yeah. It's not bad. Hey, man, that's all that matters. As long as as it wasn't a waste of two and a half hours. You know what's funny about that you mentioned The Dark Knight Rises? I feel like that one was... I thought Dark Knight Rises was actually really cool. Like, I thought when I first watched it, I was like, damn, this is crazy. Because, like, this is just a... Technically, it's just a really roided-out guy. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I was thinking (laughs) about that too. fucking beating up everybody. And people being, like... I don't know, it's just like the idea of all ideology that he had was different from the jokers yeah like but it was almost the same where it's like you can't buy me you can't isn't mm-hmm. i'm incorruptible essentially yeah i'm i'm just as incorruptible as as he is which is what the joker was you mm-hmm. know yeah in a sense but this was even more because he was like he was like following orders yeah. like i'm tearing down everything like, like i'm burning down everything and for good reason and because i want to rebuild yeah, Joker I, was more like I'm tearing it down because I can. Because I can. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is just fucking amazing. Um, you break that. That's a really good point. We were just talking about Scream and their uh, their like twists. I still think the twist that they do in this movie in The Dark Knight Rises is a really good twist if you don't know Batman. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't know Batman mythology at all, that twist you don't see coming. Yeah. I'm. Wa- I was watching the movie today and I was like. Pretend like you don't know who she is. And I, was watching <laughs> it and I was like, I think this girl is fucking just a good person. Yeah. Just the love interest. You She's totally just... sold on the love interest stuff of Batman. Because yeah. you got Selena Kyle who's like, ooh, he's a bad girl. And you got this girl who's, I'm trying to make the world better. Yeah. Fucking liar. Um, but there's just subtle little things that like I was noticing in this movie. Maybe because I was, I'm more far removed from it. We're getting another Batman movie this year. We got... Uh, ben Affleck as Batman. Now watching it, I can really see. Wait, what? 
Yeah, we had Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh, I thought you said we're getting a new Batman movie. We are, and we are getting, and we're getting Ben Affleck as Batman. And well, like, we are too. What? He's coming on the Flash. Yeah, but that's not a Batman movie. Oh no no no! But the Batman is coming out. But you out see this how year. you phrase it? You said we're getting a new and Batman movie. And we had Batman. <laughs> oh. And we had Ben Affleck as but Batman. I misheard you. Okay, Anyways. but whatever. <laughs> <It> doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Point is that I lost what I was trying to say. Oh, oopsies. Now something about oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of like subtle undertone things in the movie that like are callbacks. Then mm. I don't think. I was really noticing when I watched it the first couple times mm. that I was watching it this time and being like, oh, hey, damn, that was crazy. Like, that's a really good fucking callback. That dude really knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In ways, it kind of shows and moves. I feel like it. that movie is the start of Christopher Nolan being Christopher Nolan. You know what's a... Besides Inception. Twist movie that I just watched, that I rewatched? Mm. Lady in the Water. I still haven't watched that movie. It's on... Um, fuck. It's on HBO Max. I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Should watch it. Like honestly, you should watch it. You like it. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll now totally that I watched it the second, like after a couple years, yeah. I might do it. Or I think it's either on HBO Max or on Prime. Okay. I'll look it up. It's fine. Yeah. But if, when you watch it, I think you'll like it. Like I think you'll be like, wow, like well, this is actually a pretty good movie. I don't know why I got like it was. It's almost like that. Like wow. I don't know. I don't know why I got so much shit. Like it's not terrible yeah but anyways I and think that's what i'm talking about man like just stepping away from everything and then you <laughs> yeah. watch a movie by itself you're like oh wow this is okay because i remember thinking lady in the water came out at the height of m night Shyamalan. yeah like, and it wasn't right huh uh, lady in the water came out after, after signs village, after signs oh shit so it was <laughs> <laughs> and then the village came after that Oof. <laughs> I, I i tell myself i gotta rewatch that movie and i'm still like i don't think i can do it you can't you should I'll watch Lady in the Water. I won't. I don't know if I'll watch the. There's like again. a scene. There's a real good acting scene. Because Paul Giamatti comes out in that movie. Yeah. I haven't watched a good Paul Giamatti movie in a while. Paul Giamatti is a good actor in that one. Yeah. And um. Anyways, uh, what else did I watch? There's another movie that I watched recently, that I wanted to talk to you about. But anyways, is there another movie that you watched? Uh, there's a few. Real quick, I'll do it real quick. Okay. Go uh, ahead. I watched Encanto. I give Encanto an eight. Oh, I watched Encanto too. Yeah. Yeah. I give it an eight. Like I don't, I don't really want to go deep, deep into it unless like the people really want to hear our thoughts on it. I don't think it's important. That was okay. I thought it was okay. I feel like it was just a fucking Moana thing. Like, dude, all these Disney movies. Didn't keep coming I tell out. you, dude? Then remember you? We were talking about Encanto, and you said like it looks pretty good. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, it's like a, just another. No, like, no, no. Hey, that was Latinos. the other movie. Fuck, what was the other one? There's a movie that just recently came out. That about you... Latinos? No, not the not Encanto. It was a movie. It was another cartoon movie that came out. That's what I'm saying. Like, But it was about Latino people or? Mm, I don't remember if it was Latino people. I can't remember anymore. I don't know. But me and you had the conversation when we were eating ramen that night about yeah. how upset I was about this movie. Oh, I was talking about Coco when I was telling you this. I... There's a lot of things that I don't like about this movie. And I get it. Like, it, it does a lot. Like, it talks about being, like, hard and having to be strong and, like, all the, like, crazy things that goes on in Latino families and, like, the pressure. I get it. I understand all that. But there is a lot of stuff w- with this movie where I'm just like, I can't accept you for this. Like, it's not, I don't accept this from Disney. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, it's fine. Like, I get it. But just do something different for once. Don't all just exist in this. Oh, God, I watched Licorice Pizza. Times. You watched Liquor Speech. We've got, talked about it a few times. What did you, what what you got? Uh, it's so Philip Seymour Hoffman's son comes out in it. Okay. And Philip hey. Seymour Hoffman has, well, I've been following P.T. Anderson's career since. I was two. No. 
Like, well, since I was younger and I, the first one that I watched was Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. I remember we had like Cinemax for a while and it mm-hmm. was Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. And back then, I don't know if you ever watched Boogie Nights, but Boogie Nights is about the porno era and, and the por- por- porno making in the 70s. Yeah. And it was really good. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman comes out in it. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, th- that's really cool. And then he comes out with Magnolia. And Magnolia, like, Jesus, it's a really <laughs> good movie. And it there's so many different storylines and how it go like he brings out like the acting mm-hmm. in like a lot of people. Um and Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. Point Shrunk Love. Also, Adam Sandler's first time being like a serious actor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Holy crap. Like, good he, movie. Good movie. You've watched it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good movie. It's Philip a good movie. Se- Philip Seymour Hoffman is the villain in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the mass, he, uh, there will be blood. Uh-huh. Amazing movie. No, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Never watched it. <laughs> I, I didn't watch it because Philip Seymour Hoffman wasn't in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I don't remember if he's in it or not, <laughs> but I don't think so. Okay. But that one was like... I know. I, that's the movie where I, like, I think back and I'm like, fuck, I really need to watch this movie. But it's I, so good. Dude. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, then there's... um. But Paul Dano came out of that. that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then he Looking did... Right then after that, he did The Master. Philip mm-hmm. Seymour Hoffman's also in that. And then Inherent Vice, also a very good movie. That's what Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay. He, he's like... It's in the 70s again. And he's no, he's like, the scruff one? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Also, very good movie. No Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think. But I think he had already passed away. <laughs> oh. This one with his kid. He brought out, like, the Philip Seymour Hoffman acting in his son, like... He like the way he was Damn. acting, it was just like I was like, holy crap, this guy, this kid's good. Like this is his first movie. This is really good. Like, but the way he was just, act, I believed it. Like, and then Haim, the the I don't know which one it was, but all three of them are in the movie. Mm-hmm. And there is a scene that involves Bradley Cooper. And um, mm-hmm. are you gonna watch it, or do, do you mind if I tell you like no, you can tell me it's subtle fine. subtle things. Guys, I'm so sorry if you guys are watching this or listening to this. It came out how many weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Three weeks ago. But there's a scene with uh, Bradley Cooper where you can see in the trailer, he's a very intimidating person. Mm-hmm. And he's talking shit to uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Like the, I, I, don't, I remember his name, the character's name, but he's talking shit on him. And he's like, intimidating. He's like, dude, I'll fucking kill your family. I'll kill you. That's, <laughs> that's, your, that's your brother right there? Yeah. I'll fucking kill him. I'll come over to your house. I'll choke him out and then choke out your mother. And then I'll choke and I'll make you watch. As you fucking, if you do one fucking thing to my house, uh-huh. he's like, you got that? And because he's like, why the fuck are you guys late? And then yeah. he's like, I don't know if you know, sir, but there's a gas shortage. Like, there, I couldn't, we couldn't get, there was an embargo, the embargo. In the with, 70s? In the 70s. And so he's like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, like, you should have been here. I, now, I got to go meet up with Barbara Streisand, my girlfriend. And like, <laughs> anyways, and then they do that whole movie, that whole exchange. Anyway, so he's up there, he's filling it up, and then, like, he's like, fuck this. And he, like, drops the water, and he lets lets all the water flood. His, oh, and, and shit. Like, let's go, let's go. And then he, him and he's like, yeah, blah, blah, <laughs> As they're driving, they're, uh, guess who's coming up this, um, the hill? The fucking A. Obviously, his motherfucking, what's his face? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, move over. And then he's like, he's like, okay. And then they're like, take me back to my house. <laughs> I ran out of gas. So he go he, the guy there's there was a guy watching the whole time. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Oh, sir, you're back." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, don't talk to me right now." 
grabs the gas. Like, Come on, let's go. And he goes to get gas. And uh-huh. then um, the whole thing is is like he gets to the gas station and then there's a huge line. He cuts mm-hmm. in the line. Oh, what the starts fuck? Starts to get into an altercation. Yeah, of course. And then they're like, Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, no. So there's another thing they do. On their way back down the hill, yeah. they fuck up his car. Oh, what the hell? They dude? saw his so- car and so they fuck it up and, uh-huh. then, and then they see him uh-huh. and they're like, fuck. And then so anyways. <laughs> get rid of the bat. <laughs> Throw yeah. away everything. Oh no no no! They're they're leaving. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm telling. You, that's why you gotta watch the movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. They fuck up the car pretty yeah. much, and they're trying to get away. Uh huh. As they after they finish fucking up his car, that's when they see him. They go back up. No no no! They don't see him. Oh, they're all they're already they had already dropped him off, and they saw his car. Like okay, let's fuck it up. Yeah. And then like all right, drive drive drive. They ran out of gas. Damn. Okay, literally the you know what made me want to watch this movie, <laughs> but from you telling me, literally the gas crisis. It is arguably uh. <laughs> one of my favorite freaking things of the 70s. The 70s are very boring after the very cool 60s. But the most interesting the ha- thing that happens in the 70s is the gas crisis. Yeah. I was literally asking Evo the other day. I was like, what was that like? Because yeah. that shit is crazy. Like so that's zero cool. gas yeah. anywhere? Yeah. You have to go on like your numbered plates and stuff. Yeah. Like It's insane. It's so cool. So I'm totally down to watch this though. So, um, yeah, they're stuck up the hill. Mm-hmm. And... Hames like like I got this she puts it in neutral mm-hmm. and just starts going down the hill reverse re- re- yeah bro and the whole thing you're like on pins and needles and then uh, yeah you should watch and see what happens when they get down to the, if they get down to the bottom alright alright I wanna I wanna <laughs> I wanna watch Again, this movie this is like I don't, it's a long movie mm-hmm. so P.T. Anderson if you ever watch P.T. Anderson movies yeah, he's like almost like Two and a half to three hours. Uh, Magnolia, his best movie, yeah. has is like three hours long. Yeah, but it, people who, people who watch it and wait to watch it to the end, people yeah. are like, "Oh my god, this is a great movie." <laughs> I've never watched this movie. I know you've told me so many fucking times. I just always yeah. forget. I if I have to recommend P. T. Anderson movies, I always suggest watching uh his first one, Boogie Nights, mm-hmm. just to see where he started from. It's a great movie. Magnolia, right after, and then There Will Be Blood would be. The next one, the people say might say there will be blood, the master, and Magnolia. Yeah, the master, like I get it, it's cool. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I'm not that like it's a technical movie, which I find fascinating and cool. But past that, I'm like I'm not yeah. gonna be interested in it. You know what's funny? Uh, not talking about a movie I watched or anything, but I was watching uh, I was watching Corridor Digital. And they were doing their special effects thing. Something I did not know. Which makes me appreciate the movie even more. That makes me want to talk, watch this movie, just so we can do a full on depth conversation about it. Is, uh, Blade Runner. Okay. Okay. So in Blade Runner, there's scenes of Blade Runner where it's just the city. Yeah. And they are shot beautifully. Yeah. And they look incredible compared to whatever you else you've seen in any movie that year or prior. And the reason it's so beautiful and so detailed and so crisp and so clean is because they did it all in one camera. So they had a motorized gimbal, essentially. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this is Blade Runner. This came out years. This is in the 80s, right? I'm not yeah. Crazy. Right? So a motorized camera that follows the same path over and over again. It's one of the most iconic scenes. It's the one with the, it's the entire city laid out. The camera's panning in. You see, like, uh, fire starts to come out of the furnaces, yeah. and then the thing goes up. The, the flying car moves. Yeah. All right? That scene, all one reel of film. One whole reel? One reel of film. 
God where damn. they just had the motorized car going forward. So what they did is they exposed it for the little tiny lights inside the build inside the buildings, made a pass, exposed it for the buildings, made a pass, exposed it for the flames, put cards on there to be able to mat it in. Expo- did that exposed it for the car going across they had over like 17 exposures doing this is insane dude it's, it's holy shit like typically now you could just do this in camera with like three shots and then edit it in freaking whatever thing yeah. you've done the fact that they did it all in camera is stupid man and every one of those pan shots is done that way it's so it was so stupidly expensive that the production company was like you can't do this anymore. You're wasting too much money. Yeah. But they're some of the best shots. And I've always looked at them and been like, why does this shot look really good? Yeah. I don't understand it. And then when I heard that, I was just mind boggled. So what you're saying is that they they redid the shot with like different elements of it at like different points. Exactly. So and like then, and then put it on top of each other to show one yeah so like oh, shit. one camera pass was like everything like they had like lights the buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah lights for the building then they turned down the lights and you just get the reflection of the lights coming out from the buildings mm. and they passed the camera again so like on one reel it was just going on and on and then they would get the things stack them together do that shit and then it's exposed for one shot <laughs> the amount of like the amount of effort and stuff that i was like as i was watching this i was just fucking amazed i was like dude this movie it's too much i that's way too much effort but also like i 100 percent respect it because <laughs> it's so fucking incredible okay. uh the same thing i also heard a story which makes me want to watch it is little shop of horrors have you ever watched this movie no rick moranis is in it it's about a giant like piranha plant right in a building that's like famous i don't know i don't really know but essentially it's puppeted so it's puppeteered yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously old school movie the amount of puppeteers is like 16 because they got these tentacles moving. And it's got lips moving and talking and flapping the way. They did so much research on the puppeteering. That they took video of people saying words and sounds. And then made a made that puppet to be able to make those movements. And actually like talk. So when you look at it. It legitimately looks like that person is just talking. Because the it isn't just like a flap open and close yeah like it moves in it closes it makes a circle and everything wow and i was like i never knew that and i was like oh my god so the puppeteers are doing all this crap right cool awesome problem is this giant thing is big your puppeteer can only move so fast it's not like something that big can't move quick like to just weight force gravity doesn't allow it to so they had to speed up the film they had a sh- they, the film was shot in 24 second 24 frames per second but the when they shot it shot it they shot it at 12 frames per second so that way they could speed up the footage ramp it up make the monster actually talk and look realistic and move realistic and not just yeah. be like slow so like oh okay that's smart and genius perfect way to make it look real problem then is is when it shares it if you like yeah. this, when it shares it with with a human that human either, you comp them in, you put two shots, you put them together, right? Can't do that back in the day. It was too difficult to do yeah. that. They crossed each other's paths. How did it happen? Rick Moranis walked at half speed and delivered his lines at half speed. Oh, wow. Just, and like, I was looking at the video and the video literally shows him walking and he looks legit. It looks fucking perfect. But you, when they ended up saying like, look at the way his body moves. Yeah. It doesn't move side to side like a natural kind of gait. He moves step, step, yeah. step. And then that's how you can tell. And I'm just like, oh my God, again, 
This is what, if you ever wonder why I love movies in particular, it is because of the amount of cogs that need to fit perfectly in order for yeah. a movie to work. And that's just fucking mind-boggling. That's just, just like if like if you watch like the behind the scene footage of like Lord of the Rings. Exactly. All the f- <laughs> like that there's a big there's a huge ring like this. Yeah. For like the close-up shots of the ring. Like so there's like that version so like when there's the, whenever you see a close-up of the ring, <laughs> yeah. it's like, actually a huge ass ring and it's just like uh forced perspective perspective. Yeah, with all the moving tables and stuff. Yeah. My god, if you guys can get a hands on of uh, Lord of the Rings like featurettes yeah. and your mind like the fucking magic when they're like panning around the table like the table is moving so like they look further or, yeah. like it's, so they're further away and then with the, when they get close yeah so it's a forced perspective of like oh they look really tiny but no they're mm-hmm. actually just really far away it's so good I, we talk a lot about movies we obviously talk about movies here but we talk a lot about the story and sometimes I think we forget to talk about the technical aspects mm. and this kind of stuff is like this is like engineering at its best, man. Oh, and then you know what Scream 5 did too? Mm. That like kind of like, I because if anybody's heard about Ryan Johnson talking about uh, Knives. Knives mm-hmm. uh, Out. Knives Out. He said, he, he, blur- he didn't blurt it out, but he revealed something that Apple, peop- if you have an Apple phone in, in, in a movie, you're not the killer. That's like a big thing, mm-hmm. right? So, if you watch uh, Scream. Scream 5, no one has an Apple phone. Ooh, nice. So, yeah. I love that, man. That so, it's like, oh, like, because yeah, I tried using that. Like, <laughs> You're like, I got it. I know the tricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, because now that you know that, it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to know what who the killer is in every movie. But mm-hmm. this kind of eliminated that. But you never know. Uh, Maybe Apple will be like, sure, he can be the killer. I mean, my way the fuck not. They really should. They should just do that for one movie. I, I, honestly, you know what they should do? They should do it for one of their movies. They should just, on Apple Plus, make a movie that's a horror movie, and they end up throwing it in there. That would be smart. I don't think they have any, like, murder movies. No, they don't. Not that I know of. No. Mm-mm. I don't know, man. Um, Just to throw it out there, there's this movie called The Alpinist on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. a documentary. Uh, if you watched Free Solo and enjoyed it, watch this one. I guarantee you, it will trip you the hell out way more and make you even more scared than Free Solo made you. It's a documentary? It's a documentary on a free climber. Oh, okay. Uh, free Solo's climber. And he climbs ice. He does not just climb rock, which makes I'm, it more dangerous. And if you like like stunts and stuff like that, I definitely suggest going to go watch jackass jackass forever Hell yeah. <laughs> oh so another thing i wanted to mention about like movies if you guys are going to go watch a movie all you people well not all you people but uh, <laughs> any any people any person who's like always like trying to you know uh support a certain you know type of uh artistry like let's say latino black mm-hmm. there's women uh which we've brought up a couple times here and actually uh, there's a really good actress uh, her name is jessica chastain I'm, <laughs> i usually call her my girl uh-huh. i love her acting I, I think she's a very beautiful woman but on top of that she's very talented and she, she has a pageant project where she got tired of seeing like the same like action movies where like the women is kind of just replacing a, a predecessor of a guy or if mm-hmm. it's just like it's they're like a femme fatale kind of thing mm-hmm. but She's. Have you heard of this movie? It's called the Three Five Five, and they're like this old like 
spy agency blah blah blah, and then like that and it's been like it's still going on today supposedly or whatever Mm -hmm. in in this story Mm -hmm. so this movie produced by jessica chastain uh, i think it has a female director but she backed like by herself and she and she was like i'm gonna pick the women i want to work with i want to pick like who pretty much and then she picked all these people penelope cruz and a couple two other actresses i don't remember their names but then they also backed it up and produced it and said, Damn. like, we're going to put our, like, money to make this movie about, like, women. Cool women like, it, but, like, not just make it about, oh, it's us women. Like, no, it's, like, this is an action movie, like, that we want to tell. Like, this is a cool, this is what we think is, like, a cool action movie. Okay. And I feel like it's falling down the wayside. Because, oh, shit. I mean... I mean, I you've seen the trailer, right? Oh, I haven't part? even seen this. Never movie. even heard of it. No, I haven't even heard of it. I've heard about it a couple times, and the first time I saw it, I was like, "This is kind of boring." <laughs> and then uh, I looked more into it. I'm like, you know what? I I'm not that particular f- particularly fond of like action trailers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe I should give it a shot. Like, it's, and it's your girl. Yeah, I support her and <laughs> support <laughs> support her movie, but also like I think like I don't know. I sh- I think p- people should give it a try because like then like movies like these can get produced and like get. I agree with you because I mean it's really hard like for people it's just like how people support like black artists and like there's also women no, artists 100%. I mean yeah but on top but also watch it if it's a good movie like and yeah. if it's a good movie then say it. and then if it's a bad movie then also say uh, this, mo- this movie could have been better <laughs> theaters, theaters yeah. or is it streaming I have no clue okay three five, no, it's, five. I know I know it's in theaters. I'll do it. I, I mean, look, I haven't watched a good fun. action movie. It feels like in a while. Honestly, the other day I was, th- <laughs> was thinking about watching. I was thinking about watching 310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma? Oh, dude, is it on something? I don't know. I didn't oh. get a check. I'm all, <laughs> you know the other movie I was thinking about watching? It was a movie that I loved as a kid, which probably is not going to hold up now. Uh, American Outlaws. American Outlaws? Yeah, dude. I can't even remember the dude's name that comes out in it. I fucking I have to finally look it up. It's been like a day and I still can't remember it. So, uh, really crazy movie. The one thing I always remember it is that Kid Rock had a song that came out of that movie. <laughs> but it's a uh, the it's Kid Rock, not the Kid Rock, American Outlaws. What is his goddamn name? Colin Farrell. I've been trying to remember this name for comes out in American American Outlaw. Yeah, American Outlaws. He's not even American. He's not dumb. There's a lot of people in this movie. Like Timothy Dalton comes out. Scott Can comes out. Ali Larder comes out in this movie. It's mm. a pretty big movie. Um, great. I honestly, from what I remember, it was pretty freaking fun. Uh, and it talks about eminent domain, and that's why it popped into my head the other day. Mm. So just throwing that out there is too good. Actually, you gonna watch uh, Uncharted? Yeah. When is it coming out? No, <laughs> Tomorrow? No. No. <laughs> I think it's coming out in June. It would be today if it was. To- <laughs> I know. Uh, I know Tom Holland was talking about that airplane scene, saying that he was like genuinely afraid. Yeah. Before anything. it's an actual stunt, no? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I like. I think they're actually ele- elevated, not like necessarily like in, in the, in the air, area. Yeah. But it, I think it's up, surely up. Yeah, and everything's moving at once. There's a couple movies coming out there. It's pretty good. Yeah, like what? Name some. Okay. Um, We're nearing the end of today. Uh huh. <laughs> We're nearing the end of today. Uh, I don't know, man. They're, I just saw them. Give me a second. While he see. looks that up, I am gonna throw this out there. Oh, okay? GameStop, Rise, Rise of the Players. It's, it's a, uh, what's it called? GameStop. Yeah. Uh, documentary. It's about the whole GameStop like stock going up and stuff. Oh like shit! Really? That's um, dope. American Underdog, Belfast. 
Mm. American Underdog is the the movie about the Rams player, mm. and then Belfast is about this like Irish family, and like it's a black and white movie. Mm. Uh, there's also American go- Underdog, good. Yeah, I don't know. So, go. What were you gonna say? Oh, I'm throwing this out there to everybody who listens to the podcast and likes to hear us. Would you guys want us to do a full episode talking about Spider Man? <laughs> Because we have not talked about it at all. The last episode we did was talking about Spider-Mans. None of which was talking about the new movie. (laughs) Uh, I want to hear if you guys want to do it. If you want to hear it. I know it's already been a month. But we would still do it if you guys want to talk about it. And more importantly. Here's the more interesting thing. If you want to come out and say even a sentence about that movie. And what it means to you. Feel free to let us know. We would love to have you on the podcast. I know probably Grau, I think, messaged me and wants to come out on the podcast for that one. Uh, I can't remember who else wanted to say something. Maybe Steve wanted to talk about it. And I'm sure Joey's got people maybe asking about coming out. I want to get more guests in here because I think it's always more fun. <laughs> uh, not, not that Joey's not fun. I know that came out wrong. <laughs> Jesus. Before I get backslash. I want you guys to be more part of this. I think it'll be um, interesting to be able to get everybody's opinion and get more rotating people in here. Uh, get some different opinions of, of movies that you don't typically hear because they come in with stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to come out on the podcast... Message me, message Joey. Uh, if you are dying to talk about a specific movie, let us know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you really want us to talk about Spider-Man, because I know I want to talk about it with Sp- about Spider-Man. So if it's if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I'll talk to Joey about it on my own. Miss out on all the goodies. I do also want to maybe take 20 minutes next time uh, talking about all the crazy shit going on in the MCU. Specifically, because I watched Internals. Okay. Finally. Uh, and well, you didn't. Oh, well, we'll talk about Yeah, it. I mean, Eternals was good, honestly. How about next week, it. we just do an Eternals episode. Uh, Marvel episode. Yeah, maybe. Do a little recap. Do a show, little recap of everything. Do a little show. show include the shows. Because I want to talk about what's going to happen in Sam Raimi's Multiverse of Madness. That's what I'm really dying about. Really? There's so many crazy rumors, like Tom like Tom Cruise coming out and playing an Iron Man oh, variant. That's, no, that's not going to happen. There's, oh, there's that picture. Tom Cruise doesn't do Marvel He doesn't. Movies. But who knows, man? This is franchise. It's Sam Raimi. You got to think about it that way. That's franchise he did was Mission Impossible. And, and he's still doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he wants to do another one. Look, I'm just talking about the rumors that are coming out. There's a lot of crazy shit. I just want to know what happens. So, and I want to talk about it with people. So, if you guys want to come out, let us know. We'd love to work around your schedule and get you on here. Yeah. All right. Uh, other than that, next week we will be recording an, ep- an episode and posting it. When that is recording, I am not sure, but we will be <laughs> making sure to tell you guys before that happens. Uh, other than that, go watch some movies. See you. That was fun. Oh, here we go.